gives us nothing but take from them everything. Welcome back to the Metal Hand of God podcast. I am your host, Wayne, and you know this fine gentleman as... The Rum Guy. And today we have a very special guest. Mr. Reese O'Brien is joining us. What's up, everybody? Now, Reese, most of these people out here are going to be gone. Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> I've never heard of this asshole. <laughs> but, but I guarantee you, almost everyone who is listening to us now, you have been in their house. A hundred percent. You think so? Yeah, I do, man. I really, really do. Because we have a lot of guys out there that uh, are, and girls that uh, listen to the show that do collect uh, the little things uh, from Funko. And you have yeah. a lot to do with that. I have, I have, uh, I have something to do with it. Yeah, it's not all my fault, but. Well, I mean, it's, you know, you're the only one I can jump on right now, so I'm gonna blame you right yeah, now. You know, true. Go ahead, come at me. <laughs> <laughs> no, man, like. So uh, explain to these guys what you do for Funko. I'm sorry. I, 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 let me get that out of the way first. Okay. So um, currently I'm a creative director at Funko. I've uh, been there eight years now. Um, and when I started there, it was a, you know, it was a pretty respectable collectible company, but it was pretty small at the time. Right. Um, Pops, which is probably what we're best known for now. Uh, we're, we're just starting to really hit kind of big. Um, and, uh, and then it like I came in at just the right time and uh, my first desk was like in a hallway we were in this really small <laughs> building and like they found a desk for me on Craigslist and put me in a hallway and they were like hey welcome aboard and I'm like thanks and then the next thing I know man we're just you know we're absolutely huge uh in the collectible world and in the toy world and um you know now there's there's been documentaries and there's been yeah. all kinds of stuff that's that's happened and I mean, it's been a crazy ride, but, uh, and I started out as a, as a designer there and kind of worked my way up and, um, but now I'm a creative director and, uh, and specifically I, um, at the moment am in charge of, uh, all star Wars and Marvel and action figures. Nice dude. That's really cool. Thanks. I, um, I actually have been collecting probably since probably day one when, when, uh, Funko, when the pop started dropping. Mm. Um, I picked up some of the first ones, you know, when I was just by, by happen, you know, like, Oh, look, that one's cool. You know, that one's cool. I'd pick them up. And what did I do is I ripped the boxes open and threw them in the garbage, you know, whatever. Cause I just put the, Good little, man. Because I put Good the man. little pops out, you know? And, um, yeah, well, two of those that I did that to, I found <laughs> out later that, Oh, you're fucking stupid. Cause those are worth yeah. very much money. If you kept them in the box, like I have, I, I actually had to go back and get a box and all that good stuff for uh, yeah for the leather face. Well, that's, that's the problem is you know hindsight being twenty twenty. It's like at the back in the day, you know, when you would find those things. I mean, just like any collectible that's now well, worth yeah. a lot. At, at the time when it came out, nobody knew that it was going to blow up and be no. become become this like kind of like behemoth uh, thing um, with with such a huge fan base. So that's in and that's also part of why they're so valuable now is because back in the day people were grabbing them and opening them up correct and you know throwing the boxes away i mean if you look at any modern day collectible like uh like the original star wars kenner action figures for example kids open them up they tore the boxes off they threw them away uh they played with the figures they lost the weapons they got them dirty and they blew them up with firecrackers (laughs) and all this stuff yes and be and because of that um the the nice minty examples um become rarer and rarer and rarer and then as popularity grows um both those things kind of happen at the same time and it's like the kind of the perfect recipe for expensive collectibles yeah you know, now that I, we're in our middle ages and we have uh you're right man you know, way way too much uh, nostalgia and just enough disposable income so yeah it, it's true because like uh along that, that vein is like i i I wasn't always an action figure collector. I've collected action figures since I was 12 years old. Yep. And, you know, um, I've, you know, I just recently sold my entire action figure collection because, because I Wayne, was. Wayne, Wayne, those, those were Barbies. Shut those, the those fuck up. <laughs> yeah. now, wait a minute. Hey, those are worth a lot too. <laughs> those are worth a lot too. But no, I, so I recently sold it because we had some financial issues. So I had to get rid of it. 
and uh, it hurt real bad yeah. to get rid of it because of how many years it took me to collect that. My wife doesn't didn't understand that. She's not that kind of person. She does not a collector. She's, you know, she's a minimalist. And here I am, fucking hoarder Jones. You know, with all this yeah. shit. I mean, I have like a. It was basically a two car garage storage unit full of toys. Oh, tell God. tell yeah. tell him how many before you got rid of some. How many total pops you have? Uh, before I got rid of like the bulk of my collection, like I got, I cut, I got rid of all my Star Wars. I got rid of all my Marvel. Shame on you. I know, I know, man. But um, I, I wanted to focus on certain certain sets, and uh, the Marvel just was so much, and so was the so was the Star Wars. Like it just kept coming yeah. and coming and coming. It's, a, it's like, a lot. It's a lot. And I just couldn't do it. I couldn't do it all the time. So basically, I got I cut those and I cut um, a few other like the odd and weird ones that I didn't really I just bought because they were cool, but I ended up selling. I sold fifteen hundred. Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I oh sold. Oh my god! I sold fifteen hundred of them, and I still probably have about two or three now. I'm thinking two, two or three hundred. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, still a lot, man. It is. It is. And uh, I mean, you're, some you're welcome. There's, there's collectors out there that their houses are full of them. You know oh, yeah. I mean? Yeah, for sure. But then there's also people out there that like love their collection and they have literally, you know, 12. And, but they yeah. adore them. So, yeah. And like I, I do a lot of things with mine. Like, like the, the ones that I do now, I mainly go for the horror movie stuff now. Yeah. And I do a lot of uh, music stuff, you know. Of course. I do the music ones. I've worked on a lot of the metal stuff because I'm like the resident metalhead there. That's awesome. Uh, um, so I get, you know, being a director now, I don't get to design as much as I would like to. But uh, when certain ones come through, like uh, Metallica and Slayer, yes. and Ghost, I'm like, nope, those are mine. I will physically <laughs> fight anyone who tries to design those if it ain't me. Well, oh, what was so what was for you when you when you walked in that first day and you were getting your Craigslist Craigslist desk yes. and everything? I mean, what <laughs> what what got you to that point of like? How did you do, I mean, were you, did you go to college for design or how did this happen for you? I did. I guess my origin story you're asking is, yes. yeah, is um, basically, yeah, I went to, I went to college. Uh, I'm a two-time community college graduate. Nice. Woohoo. Um, and that's, four <laughs> years, that's, that's four years of schooling. So I consider that a bachelor's, but, um, but yeah, I went to school for graphic design and illustration. Um, and, and I've always wanted to be in the toy business, but, you know, since I was a kid, uh, I wanted to be in the toy business. But it seems like like such a mystery. Like, I had no idea how to break into it. And, yeah, sure. And I made a couple of half-hearted attempts. Um, uh, I focused for several years trying to break into the comic book business back when that was booming in the 90s um, and failed miserably. But, um, and so I ended up just kind of being uh, uh, like just a kind of a general graphic designer for various companies and freelancing. Um, and what happened was I, I landed a job with a T-shirt company uh, designing T-shirt graphics for kids. So I was drawing lots of like, you know, monster trucks and aliens and, you know, skateboarders and shit like that. And, sure. and um, th they had a they had a section. It was called Gift with Purchase, where you you know, you like a parent could go into pennies and they'd buy a T-shirt and there'd be this tiny little kind of junk toy connected to it. Yeah. Um, and you know, it's like a prize in a cereal box, basically same effect. And so basically what happened the t-shirt company I was working for, they would go over to China and like find some cool, but inexpensive toy to like tack onto this. And, and we would spruce it up with graphics or stickers or paint or whatever to make it look cooler. Um, and then attach it, but nobody wanted, nobody wanted to be in charge of that. And I was the, the toy guy. So I was like, oh, I'll be in charge of that. And they were like, all right, sucker, go be the toy. <laughs> you know, and I was like, fine. So and that was my first lesson in like you know everything can be a stepping stone if you know where to look so i was like hey whatever it takes to get me designing toys so i went from um you know making like these shitty chinese toys look awesome you know using graphics and stuff like that to eventually uh one of the guys that works there mike becker uh he was our uh, art director there wanted to start his own collectible company and he brought me along with him. I was like, yeah, I'll do it, man. I'll design collectibles. And we were doing stuff out of tin and paper craft and nice. weird shit like that. Yeah. It was kind of cool. You know, it's a, it didn't, didn't fly, but we thought it was cool at the time. 
Now, Mike Becker, as a lot of Funko people know, was actually the original fun owner of Funko. Yeah. Yeah, he had sold it uh, years later, uh, years before. And so, uh, you know, I kind of like uh, hitched my trailer to Mike Becker for a little while there. And then eventually the company, it was called Mixo, that we had started together, um, ended up getting sold to Funko. And I went along with the sale. Um, so <laughs> kind of just through happenstance and stubbornness, I found myself working in the toy industry. And I, I was flabbergasted. I kind of had to pinch myself. That's pretty. Um, that's pretty incredible, man. That's, that's yeah, it was, pretty it awesome. was bizarre, man. It was weird. I was like, oh my god, I did it. I'm here, and 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 a lot of it was just by you know accident. Well, that's like, how it, things happen. Yeah, a lot yeah. of it is a lot of it's persistence and you know a lot of dumb luck at the same time. You know, yeah, that's how it yeah. Works. Mine was like fifty-fifty, I think. <laughs> you know. Hey, look, you not everybody can get that Craigslist desk in the hallway. You know, <laughs> I was, I, well, that's the other thing is like, you know, you, you gotta, you, you gotta kind of eat shit in the beginning, you know, oh, hell yeah. somewhere, man. I mean, like it, I was like, yeah, man, uh, get, get me a desk on Craigslist and sit me in a hallway. Like Damn whatever. Straight. I don't care. Like, I'm not too proud. I got to get this done. That's exactly um, how I feel. I'm like, look, you want, I'll look, you want mine to be in the toilet? I'll sit in the yeah. toilet, dude. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Come on. Over here in this closet next to this mop bucket. Right. To make the best damn toys you've ever seen. (laughs) Just whatever you need me to do, I'm in. Let's go. Yeah, I'm your your guy. So, so yeah, that was kind of how I landed at Funko. That's fucking cool, man. What what's what was one of the uh one of your crown jewels of of like uh of um create not creating, but you know what I mean? Like yeah, I guess you can say creating for the Funko lines. Is there anything that you I mean are like, (laughs) wow, this was huge and I didn't realize it? Um, like anyone, man, there's a lot, anyone like, character, hard. you know, or a person. Well, like, like there were, um, the, the one I kind of go back to a lot is, um, when I was still kind of early, I was like still kind of the new guy. Uh, the star Wars license was very new for us. And I'm also a pretty big star Wars nerd. Same. And, uh, same. <laughs> yeah. And, um, <clears throat> and I got assigned a few uh, of the pops and, and one of them was an R2D2 and we, a lot of, you know, guys around the office were like, I don't know if this, how are we going to make that guy? Like he's a trash can, you know, and <laughs> like, like, like how do you make it bobble? And I don't know if it can work. And I was just like, can I, please let me take a swing at this. And they were like, all right, man, go for you it. Want yeah. To. yeah. You know, and, 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 and I, I ended up kind of just sitting there and kind of working it out. Like what's R2's head, what is in his head uh um and then working with the licensor that was kind of early on uh with how i had to learn how to like work with licensors and and their expectations and and so actually we had a bunch of back and forth and the r2d2 finally got made and it came out and like just inside i was kind of like yes you know like it can be done uh challenges challenges uh challenges can be fun that's that's awesome man that's that's like that's so cool like when, when you when you sit down and you like put a lot of work into something and and then it finally it's like there and you're like holy shit like that's i'm responsible for partially responsible for this how fucking cool is this you know yeah it makes me feel pretty good and then and then after a while i I started to just uh develop like a bucket list of characters that i always you know or licenses that i always wanted to do some of them were pretty obscure you know like conan the barbarian and and, you know ghostbusters and Dude, let me, let, we have a friend of ours. Uh, his name is Tim Lottie. He actually draws Ghostbusters for IDW. Oh, sweet! He's the artist for yeah for Ghostbusters. He's a really good friend of ours. He actually does uh, some of our artwork, like our prints and stuff. He did those for us. Um, but yeah, he uh, he he tells us about licensing and and shit like that, dealing with those people and stuff. He says it's tough sometimes, man. But it's, you know, it's tricky, man. And the one thing I learned is like the bigger the license, the kind of the easier and more professional it is, you know, yeah, work yeah. With. like, like working with star Wars, um, you know, and I'm not like blowing sunshine up their skirt. Cause I don't think they're going to listen to this, but like, <laughs> well, they might actually, but, um, they, they, they're actually, a, you know, like a lot of fun to work with and you build these like really kind of strong relationships. Um, cause they kind of know what they, they look they for want right? things to look cool too. And they yeah. want things to be successful as well. And, and, um, but then like, I find that the, the, licensors that are kind of like the hardest to work with they're always like you know the one guy he's got like one license that he bought back in the 70s and brave star reason, it's 
Yeah, it's like having a resurgence, and you and and you're like, hey, we want to make these pops, and they're like, they don't get it, and they, you know, so it's usually those. But like the the bigger companies, like, man, they know how to make money. They they know how to make fans happy. Yeah. So it's actually a lot of fun to work with that. Man, I I can tell you, dude. Like, they, there are so many lines out there that I'm like, man, they need to make a pop for this. They need to do something <laughs> like that. I mean, even even just just from the you know the '80s kids collection like from us growing up i mean the shit that you guys yeah. could make out of that stuff is just but well, again you it's know and i get to license. make a lot of it because that most of my list my dream list was based on you know shit i loved when i was a kid right you know, like et and goonies and things like that um and then and then my list starts to get kind of obscure and then they like laugh at me during pitch meetings but oh come on give, give me one give me one really you know, like, one. I'll, like i'll bust out like uh, last starfighter and they'll be like Shut up, dude i would <laughs> i look wait wait you laugh you laugh dude because i was talking to a friend of mine the other day about they needed to make a last Starfighter fucking oh, sure. Funko, dude, or just a uh, figure line in general. I mean, I'm like, dude, that would be so awesome. I'd buy the fuck out of it, you know. Well, it almost happened back in the '80s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Galoob had made a, a series of action figures that never got produced. And they got scrapped. You know, you see pictures of prototypes out there, but you know, I've got stuff like that, Beastmaster and stuff, oh. and they just go re, they're like restock, please. And I go, oh, no, no, no. whatever. Come on, guys, <laughs> that, that'll <laughs> sell. <laughs> walk, yeah, walk away. You know, I'm like, a, like you said, though, there's so many that you could go through. Even if you, I mean, you could, they could come out with just strictly '80s lines with. Unique yeah. pop boxes yeah. with the '80s neon colors and '70s oh, yeah. weird shit like you know, it just it's. I mean the the the, Look, the options are endless. I would really. I would have took that way over like a Twilight figure or or something like that. <laughs> but you know, I mean, I get it. It was hot. They got to jump on it. You know. Yeah. I mean, it's a business at the end of the day, and you got to go with like the larger fan base, the larger collectible buying fan base. Sure. Um, and it, for sure, because like like we find out that you know. Sometimes just because they have a big fan base doesn't mean they're a collectible buying fan. Base. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so you know you got yeah you got to go with that stuff. Um, and then we've had things where like we thought it would be a hit and was actually kind of soft, and we're like, what? You know, like it happens. Hmm. You just never know. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of stuff out there that I'm surprised it didn't fly. Like I'll go into you know, WalMarts and see like these these. Just, just figures in general sitting on the shelf. I'm going, why are these still sitting here? Normally, they'd be sweeped up. But, you know, and it's also, you got to look at it this way, is most kids these days aren't playing with toys anymore. Right. It's us who is buying the toys. Yeah. Like, my son, yeah. my son's four. He loves playing with toys because I yeah. push him on him. I'm like, hey, look, you know, you want some of that? I, I give him some stuff that, I, you know, I know is not worth a goddamn thing, but yeah. I bought it a thousand years ago, and he's like, I can have that? Sure. You know, yeah. open it. Have fun with it. Learn about it. Like, I gave him a fucking yeah. Millennium Falcon that I had in a box. You know, I was like, nice. Here, you take it, oh dude. Oh, my God. Yeah. I had a box Millennium Falcon. It was the 90s version. But, you know, yeah. whatever. Same molds. Yeah. I was like, whatever. He'll love it. He played with it. He smashed it. You know, I didn't care. I was just like, it was fun to watch him enjoy that for a little while, you know? Well, that's the thing. It's like, like we're talking about two slightly different things, and it's play over display. And yeah. so what, what happened is... is is that we're we're kind of seeing a perfect storm with like kids are aging out of toys at a younger age due due to um you know digital distractions like ipads iPod, yeah. and gaming and things like that um but yeah kids are just kind of aging out of toys like when i was a kid you could push toy playing you know uh 17 uh, years and, old <laughs> yeah exactly like, you know like you know to social acceptability to, yeah you know like maybe 12 or so right you know, right or, right or whatever and then maybe when you're 13 you still sneak a few on christmas morning you, you know and you hide them from your friends when they come over with their skateboards but nowadays like we're starting to see like kids are starting to age out like eight nine right you know or whatever um and then so what happened was that in the 90s rose the uh adult collector um which was kind of a new thing and i i think uh, i i want to say i don't mean to interrupt you but i want to say that was uh that was almost the same resurgence as when, um, in the comic book industry, when Spawn hit. Yeah. That, and it's the yeah, same it, guys. Yeah, it, it it's the same. Yeah, and it was the same guys who kind of pushed, you know, that that adult collecting toy. Mm -hmm. Because I mean, you bought a Spawn toy, you don't play with it because you open it up, it's gonna fall apart. So that was the first time 
that well i'm not going to comment on mcfarland's quality control but no, i get it i get um, it but i'm just saying as, <laughs> as a collector and a person who is who's done yeah. this before yeah. a lot of this stuff is not well hinged together and it's you know that's well, why i, I don't ever open I, them yeah and i think that's a byproduct of the rise of the display over play so yeah. you know in the 90s um these nerds and i say that lovingly like you know because i'm one of them um, we grew up loving comic books and toys and things like that. And all of a sudden we're in our twenties, um, and you know, we're making a little extra dough. And so here we are buying comic books again and we're buying toys again. And, you know, uh, companies like McFarlane and even toy biz to a degree, yeah. we're, we're smart enough to like cash in on that. And, uh, so that was like kind of the beginning of it all because they knew after a while, that it was really these 20 something 30 somethings who were buying these and they were yeah. just putting them up on a shelf to look at yeah um, then, and then the star wars the line came back out and then that was it i mean that really yeah that that was basically like chum in the water and oh, people went yeah. fucking crazy man yeah by the time 95 rolled around and the power of the force stuff started to hit it was uh it was all you know just all bets are off <laughs> dude i remember going to like walmart at four in the oh, morning with some friends yeah, we're yeah. sitting there waiting for the truck to unload you know and oh, we God. give the, we'll give the guy like extra couple bucks if he'll call us <laughs> that night i said i don't care what time it is dude, call me i had a walmart guy too man. oh yeah I had, dude I had this dude at walmart that worked in the toy <laughs> section i'd be like yo bro like let me know if you know the 12 inch tauntaun with what you know mine was on the back or yeah whatever. man mine was mine was the band members you know like the whole fuck i had the whole 12 inch cantina yeah. band you yeah, know you were like i need bigger and done yeah bro modal nodes gotta have them all dude come on <laughs> and now and now i go to like comic book conventions and stuff man and they can't give that shit away right like, it'll be in a, it'll be in a bucket like it's like five for three dollars and you're like damn i paid what for that <laughs> <laughs> But, oh well, we're dumb. Uh, man, it's crazy. what it's what we we're do. Crazy man. We're crazy people. It's what we do. I mean, that's what collectors do. That's what we, you know. It was. It's fun. I have a good like, like I still right. I still have a toy that my father had as a child. It's a wow three and I want to say it's a three and three quarter inch. It might be a little smaller plastic Howdy Doody with a little wow. lever in the back of his head. That you hit back and forth and his mouth opens up and closes. Oh, uh, my God. Yeah, dude. I, I, my dad had that as a child, and he said it was the last toy he ever had, you know, like, the, of his stuff as a kid. And uh, I found it in his stuff after when he passed away, like, 20 years ago. And, and, I, and I've always kept it. I kept it on, on my shelf. But it's actually standing right next to a Funko uh, <laughs> pinhead um, miniature. <laughs> the, the, the miniature, you know, he's right next to him. But yeah, yeah is, it, is that from the mystery mini line? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I designed those. Those man, you want to talk about? It. I was proud of that line, the horror series. Dude, tell me there's some more coming out. Not in that style. I think that that style I came up with with like the you know the square fingers and the, oh. the empty the empty egg eyes. Uh, I think that that's probably kind of done. Really, um, man, I love I love oh, those. Yeah, I, I was proud of them at the time, but you know, like. Yeah, I just I feel like our design sense has gotten a bit more sophisticated since yeah, then. Yeah, yeah, but I'm just saying th those were great. I have I Thank have you. I have pretty much have all those. <laughs> uh, now you you were pretty much everywhere. You were doing stuff. You're, but what is? Tell me about Bim Toy. Yes. Okay. Um. So uh, about like almost four years ago, I started. Well, a little longer than that, actually. I started um needing a a a. a an additional outlet like you know uh, after work because i you know i'd work all day and, and you know and you're working on licensed product and you're following all the rules and in the design rules and in the, the licensing rules and all like that and then but i still had like weird shit in my head that i needed to get out of my system so i'd come home and i'd like kit bash action figures and make strange things and out of sculpey and whatnot and and uh eventually i started like learning how to mold resin and things like that and mm -hmm. um and it was it was just mostly like an outlet like i needed to do it because you, you know you feel like you feel like a pressure cooker with ideas sometimes you know and right, yeah I let it out so um i come up with this little ghost a very simple ghost character um yes. tiny ghost that it, it, it tiny ghost and because he is a tiny ghost and so <laughs> <laughs> i'm real great i'm real great with names loved it um, loved it 
but it's straight to the point. He knows what it is. He doesn't lie to you. It's not like you're going to call him milk carton. I mean, he's good. He's tiny coast. (laughs) So I, I, I kind of came up with that and, um, eventually, uh, met up with some guys. They reached out to me, uh, from a gallery in New York called, uh, Brooklyn specifically called bottleneck gallery. And they're like, Hey man, you want to make this guy into a vinyl? And I was like, yeah, sure. Let's do it. Cause we thought, well, what the hell? Let's see what happens, you know? And, and so we did it and that was, uh, over three years ago now. Um, and then that blew up and I, (laughs) and I didn't really expect it to, to be honest. That's awesome, dude. Um, yeah, man, that kind of, that, that caught me by surprise, man. I just, uh, um, because you know, like at Funko, I, I get a lot of like creative validation, you know, cause I'll create something and people love it. And I read comments online and, and people see, and I'm like, great, cool. People kind of like what is in my head and, you know, and then flows down through my arm, through the pencil and onto the page and, and, and they kind of dig it. Um, but with, with BIM toy, all the stuff I'm creating there, it, it really is like, okay, let's really see if these people can dig you know, what I'm what I, what I'm dishing out here. And, um, so far the, the, it's been pretty positive. So that makes me pretty happy, but yeah, oh, yeah I, I, I guess I just didn't expect it to blow up like it did. I think it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's a, it's a fun idea. And I, I like that the, uh, I mean, I, you know, I was looking at your site and you've got the characters and you've got the, you've got the t-shirt line. Mm-hmm. It's very cool, which I really, really like the, uh, occult limited edition tea. <laughs> but uh sold so, out. yeah sold out every it's like oh i like oh it's sold out son of a bitch sold out but you've, <laughs> do, you've done so many cool things this is just awesome and there's so what is this uh uh lords of abandon action figures uh oh yeah the lords of abaddon um, abaddon yeah um yeah that was um a line so so at funko I, I, I'm really big into 5.5 inch action figures, which is a, kind of a catch all description for basically the He-Man style. Yes. Um, and I had spent years trying to pitch like, you know, what would Batman look like as a, as a barbarian He-Man, you know, kind of thing, or what would Superman look like? And, and, uh, for years that didn't really get any traction. So in the meantime, I was like, well, I was, I was kind of following a lot of these, uh, these guys on Instagram and stuff that were making their own like resin He-Man style figures. Yeah. And I was really getting into it. It's like kind of a weird little niche, but killer creative underground. And I started getting in and I was like, well, I want to take a swing at it. And so I started coming up with basically like what, what was, what would He-Man's type characters look like if you just pulled them off like an eighties metal album cover. And, and so I started coming up with all these strange characters and I called them the Lords of Abaddon. So um that you know once again it's just something that's in my head and i want to get it out and just kind of you know see what it looks like so so you didn't have anything to do with the ones that did come out uh i, I had everything to do with all right all right out. all right i just wanted to make sure because those those were pretty cool <laughs> i appreciate it yeah i finally well you know i my trick at work is that i draw things up and you know and they say no to me a few times and i go okay that's cool um, and then what I do is, is I just pin them up on the boards behind me. And then every time somebody from higher up comes down to my desk to talk about something else, I got this nice little reminder of a backdrop. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when you fucking told me no? <laughs> yeah. So it's just like, you know, so my barbarian Batman drawing stayed pinned up behind my head for years. And, you know, and then finally, um, you know, like just the planets aligned and, and, and the, we found a need or found, found a, like we just found the climate was right to maybe try it. Um, and we, we took a swing at it and, and, you know, and I was, I'm actually extremely proud of all the primal age and savage world figures that came out, you know, like the, the primal age stuff and, uh, and all those, I, I, I missed the boat on them. Like when they came out, I didn't get them. And now, of course, nowhere it has them. So it was like, I, all right. Well, it was a fast boat. It was a speedboat that went by. But uh, but but I did I did I do have this though. My son carries around the lunchbox. Oh, you got the lunchbox? Yeah, dude. He carries around. Yeah. He has the lunchbox, dude. He walks and and I bought it because I was like, this is fucking cool. It's a metal lunchbox, dude. Yeah. And it's got this. I forget. Um, I think it was the Batman and. Is the Batman around? Uh, Batman and Joker on it? I can't remember. Yeah, what's Batman on and it. Joker's yeah. on one side. Yeah, it's um in in. What was really cool about that is like 
because we wanted to like kind of pay homage to like you know the classic he-man stuff we were right like, what other kind of product because they came out with a ton of other he-man products you sure could, you could get a toothbrush that said i have the oh, power and you yeah, can get dude. bed sheets and everything we didn't go that far but I'm we were a, like well let's, i'm a he-man let, nut let's, dude yeah so you get it you yeah. know and, and so we were like well what was some other stuff and we thought lunch boxes would be a lot of fun yes and then actually um our our team down at funko south who do a lot of our t-shirt graphics so there's a bunch of killer artists down there um in san diego um they did all the artwork on the lunch box and nice. it's just stunning yeah, dude, yeah, I, so I love that line. I thought it was beautiful. Like, I was like, this well, is the coolest Thank shit you, man. ever, I appreciate man. it. That, that hits so that. much. I mean, there's there's that, that that's a cross-collectible right there when you're talking lunchboxes. Right. I mean, yeah. it, that comes, whatever the subject matter is, that appeals to the people that just collect that. It appeals mm-hmm. to the, uh, the lunchbox collectors. But how come freaking lunchboxes don't come with a damn thermos anymore? Right? <laughs> I think nobody uses a thermos. I mean, you know, Capri Sun and juice boxes got invented. And, um, and they were just like, know, yeah, we don't need that shit no yeah. more. But yeah, it, that was the coolest thing, man. Society, so. You remember cracking open the lunchbox? Right. And, I mean, I I had Capri Suns and, and stuff, <laughs> shit like that, too. But you were always cooler when you had the thermos. The, the, and the you cool. took the lid off. Like, I remember when I was a kid, like, I loved my lunchboxes. Um, but, man, the thermos would always make your Kool-Aid kind of taste like plastic. A little you know, bit. A little bit. You know, I'd get kind of illed out, you know, or, the, like, occasionally <laughs> your mom would make you put milk in it. And you're like, Mom, by lunch, it's going to be warm. Uh. <laughs> oh, that's, so that's you're drinking you this warm the... milk that's tasted like plastic. Uh. Sneak in the rum and coke and the, the right? whiskey sours. <laughs> Third grade. Right. <laughs> hey, that's why he's known as the rum guy. Okay, come on. Oh, okay, gotcha. Oh, I'm seeing the correlation. You know, I mean, he can't help it. That's that's what he was born on. <laughs> no, man. So, but, uh, you've been you've been doing so much. I mean, you're you're constantly busy. Do they do the the conventions. Do they keep you hopping with that? Um. Yeah. You do yeah, any of the like? I mean, you do some of those? Oh yeah, I do a lot of those. Uh convention season which is you know fucked this year but um, yeah tell me about it it's terrible well you know i'm just getting it basically we're all just kind of chalking it up to a year off and i guess that's okay but um yeah you know between funko and my side business uh yeah the conventions are pretty big they're pretty important um especially with my side business because um my my main focus uh with bim toys is you know the collectors because you know, I created all this stuff, but these people didn't have to show up and buy it and collect it and get excited about it and stuff like they chose to do it. And they 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 built a community around it. And I, I really didn't do any of that. You know, I just kind of watched it happen, like, you know, with my jaw on the floor, like, oh, my God, this is happening. You're like, whoa, shit. So the, yeah, I was like, gee, this is real. This is the real deal. So the convention season's pretty good because, you know, between Emerald City Comic Con and San Diego and New York and. Like I, I get to see these people up close and personal and, and chat with them and, and and I do little doodles and sign stuff and, and what usually like it's I know it's a lot of fun for them and it's a lot of fun for me. But what, what's really important is that at the end of those weekends, I'm usually exhausted and I got to like, you know, put my oh, wrist yeah. in a nice oh, bucket. Sure, dude. But but um, I just I leave like re, rejuvenated, like I'm just kind of like powered up again because once you realize that there's these, there's so many people out there finding joy in the silly little drawings that you do that turn into plastic, you know, like you don't want to let them down and you don't, right. You know, it's, it's kind of a, it's, 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 it's an honor and it's a responsibility and you just don't, I don't ever want to take it for granted. You know what I mean? So, so I go to these conventions and, and I I get to meet all these amazing people (laughs) and I leave going, Holy shit. Am I fortunate? You know? Yeah. That's fucking cool, dude. That is like so awesome. So what am I going to come up with this year to make them like, you know, go nuts? Cause you know, this, this is where I found myself and I got to remain grateful for it. And, and they helped me do that. That's fucking awesome. dude. Yeah. It's gotta be so cool, man. I mean, we, we do, uh, convention circuits too uh in fact I, i'll be working with one of the conventions pretty soon to be booking talent so but uh um, cool. but we we go to some shows here and there and, and it's awesome it's it's so much fun like you get to i you know from our standpoint yeah we have a little table with you know we don't have much to do i mean we have a few stickers and some shirts you know we don't really <laughs> we don't go all out you know but what's cool for us is that we get to go and mingle with everybody else 
before Interview and after and talk to, to talk to them. So when we get to meet people like yourself and, you know, all these, other, and it makes us feel good. It's like, wow, this is awesome. And, and I, I know the feeling like when you come back, you feel more like, fuck, let's keep going. Let's, we got more to do. Come on, let's push, push, yeah. push. You know, that, that, that adrenaline keeps going and it helps you, <laughs> it helps you stay alive in whatever business that you're doing. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Oh, and I mean, and it also helps you like just, realize that you're not crazy because you know, a lot of the stuff we do you know like a lot of the stuff i do like there are times a lot of times when i'm drawing something or i'm trying to create something come up with something new and i go am i nuts like why am i doing all this and it, it, you know it's just like it's so crazy and then you see all these people and it kind of you go oh okay gotcha i'm now, not nuts now i know why there, you know there, there is an audience for this and, and and people are finding actual like genuine joy in this um and that man that's worth its weight in gold right there yeah, dude, uh, definitely with me for sure. I've like eight bajillion things on my wall that you've probably been a part of. So, which <laughs> is fucking cool. <laughs> That's great, man. Um, let me throw let me throw this out to Wayne real quick. Throw it out to me. How cool would a tiny <clears throat> ghost side scroller video game be? Dude, awesome! Like I already, <laughs> I have already, like I was looking at all this tiny ghost stuff and like uh, what was the other one? Wald wald something wald um wald the wald the guys wald the guys yeah wald the guys another german word oh yeah there you go i was looking at though i was looking at all the characters and stuff and i was thinking this would be a really cool side scroller and all the all like the like uh the different versions of the tiny ghosts could be your characters and then the end bosses could be like the different the other ones you know i was like this would be super cool we we've talked games a little bit um uh, a, a good buddy of mine um, kind of works in that business and he knows other people that work in that business. Nice. So we, we, we have talked about the possibility of uh, some sort of like, um, you know, uh, uh, you know, iPhone, iPad game. Um, we've also talked about like tabletop board games and something that, nothing's like officially in the works yet, but it's like definitely sure. something that I want to think Tackle. about. Going, yeah. yeah. Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe like a, um, uh, what is it like flux or or like a a, a munchkin style game with which your art would be fucking yeah. incredible well thanks man i appreciate that like, i mean i, mean, I was thinking more fun. like like we were like i was looking at a game i think it's called tiny towers uh-huh yeah and it's like a little eight-bit cute thing yeah yeah, yeah. um it, i was i really some about that really grabbed my attention i was imagining like the different floors of these haunted houses in this haunted town <laughs> uh where all these ghosts live and there's like goals you have to achieve or anything because like tiny ghost eh, like 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 tiny ghost and waldegeist and all the other things they come up with they're completely separate they live in completely separate worlds like they don't sure. cross over um and tiny ghost is actually a very cute world it's it's a very uh somewhat family friendly even though i you know i tip the scales occasionally with a lot of satanic imagery <laughs> but, um, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> you know i'm a metalhead i'm sorry you have know. to you have to so, do it somewhere yeah you know and, and, and so like uh you know it's kind of like a cute world so i pictured this like cute little kind of you know animal crossing type of uh, goal achieving type of thing now, there. that would be like, cool like, like wall guys but if, if that was a game God, it would have to be spooky Yes. It would have to be grim um, because I have like this kind of mythology that I'm building around the Waldegeists that is not uh, cheerful. <laughs> it is not <laughs> um, for kids. You know, you know you're, you're saying this stuff is funny. It's because like uh, we, we had recently we had uh, one of the members of Guar on the show and uh, we were talking to him and they are too talking about uh video game stuff and i was like <laughs> that would be incredible you know like i'm thinking like yeah like that's that's what i was thinking like with for walder guys it's something along like not I, not, I not, a, not a scroller a, you know what i'm saying like i'm talking like a full fledged oh you're thinking full 3d like oh yeah person like that. oh yeah yeah I'm that's thinking... kind of what i would picture like it because the Waldegeists are a very peaceful group of creatures but they are they are also a warrior race um and uh, they exist before the time of man, uh, nice. b- b- uh, modern man. And uh, they, uh, yeah, it's there would be a lot of bloodshed in that game. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, there'd be a lot cool. of like, decapitated demons <laughs> and things like that. You, well, do you, you remember Castle Crashers, right? I do. I do not. I don't remember uh, it. You look don't, look okay, that I, game that, up. That's the type of side-scroller I was thinking of, like and Castle Crashers. You know what? And, that would fit perfect because you're right because it's got that 
that that animation style, but it was also bloody as hell, and it was very cool. Check it out, dude. Man, Castle Crashers. All right, I'll check it out. I mean, Castle I don't. Crashers? Yeah, I don't know if you're if you're on like a, a um, Xbox. I mean, or... That's the one thing. I, I'm 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 uh, I'm I'm nerdy about a lot of things, but I'm I'm not. Um, super nerdy about games. That's where I I lose a lot of conversations. With <laughs> other geeky people, man. You can always find a YouTube video of some of right. Yeah, yeah. Then from Castle Crashers. Yeah, well, it's it's actually kind of a I'll cool do. game. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it, it uh, that would be an fun. amazing thing to take any one of those ideas that you have to put them on a game platform. Would be I think that that's just take take it to a next level for sure. Yeah, I it's an it idea. We definitely talked about it. Um, I would have to put that in more capable hands than mine though because uh, i wouldn't even know where to begin and and i just uh, wanna... you know we'll just 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 call bungie say yeah. hey guys hey guys you know, i got something you know, i got an idea boom, or, or there it is or uh epic games <laughs> walk well, into their office and like throw some bunch of drawings on the desk and walk out <laughs> go in there go in there and go like look i know you guys do halo but this is better look check yeah. this out you know or since so, so i'm here buy me lunch or are you know, you know like you're like guys i know y'all just put out doom fuck that game check this yeah. out you know come Whatever. on yeah yeah you know, this is, this call is... me when you want to make millions right <laughs> <laughs> big boss like, like, you know? like a like a like a fake halloween prop microphone just drop it on yeah the yeah yeah just like out. just straight out baller it you know walking in, <laughs> throw the mic like... down throw the paper in their face that's what I you mean, want. Yeah, the, the, inflatable ones. Yeah, the inflatable <laughs> microphones, like you get at a party store. Yeah, yeah, yeah one yeah, of those. Just, yeah, whoa. and then just like pull the plug on it, let it fly around the room. <laughs> get get somebody get somebody with like a, a battery powered like one of those disco lights behind you, and you walk in, <laughs> walk in. Yeah, what's but, up? Yeah, they would remember you. Yeah, they would. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, yeah well, they sure would because yeah. they'd be describing me. To and the security movie. was dragging you out. They remember you. Don't forget me, bitches. Okay, you're lost. <laughs> Super popular. Yes, I'm telling you, telling you. And just, as you're pulling you out, you're still screaming down the hall. Now, everybody, we, we know he's doing everything. Mr. Reese is on everything. But did you know this man? Is a master musician. Yes. That is so not true. Oh my god. <laughs> Jesus, take that back. Oh my god. He's he's coming at y'all, dude. He's no, coming at y'all. Definitely not a master musician. Knee deep in blood is on I its mean, way. I mean, this is this is Slayer, Ghost, and Testament all rolled into one. That's right. <laughs> Stop. Oh god, that's not true at all. Oh, Tell us about the band. I want to hear it. What's it called? Uh, uh, Knee Deep in Blood is the name of the band, um, and the EP that w is in process of being recorded right now, um, I'm hoping will be out by, by July. I think that'd be awesome, man. That's a great. Uh, uh, tell, I mean, you're you're. Is it is it? It's 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 heavy metal. It's, I mean, it's metal. It's right? definitely metal. And it's metal! it's. Uh, yeah. I mean, where 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 is it coming? You 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 pulling. Pulling some things from your creative side, drawing wise, and the worlds you're creating. Are you creating music out of that, or how is that happening for you? Um, well, sort of in a way. Uh, basically, again, it just goes back to like shit in my head that I got to get out, or it's going to explode. Um, and <laughs> I, w I was always, you know, I was a typical teenager metalhead, and you know, and had been in a, had been in a few bands, and yes. none of us were we weren't very good. Um, but uh. Hello? Hello? Uh -oh. We lost. No. What did you do? He said... Am I in the... Oh, there hey, he is. Hey, there he is. All right, all right. Oh, did I cut out? You did, <laughs> dude. You did. <laughs> oh. Sorry. I don't know what happened. You were at the you point were saying, where you said uh... that you guys weren't too good. And you went away. No, not, none of my high school, early 20s bands were very wonderful. I thought they were at the time, but, you know. Um, so yeah, just like, you know, like I just, you know, I was never meant to be a musician. I'm not like musically gifted or anything like that, but I love music and, and I do like playing what, what, what little, you know, tiny, tiny bit of talent I have. And I, you know, I've had these riffs in, in my head and all these years. And I was like, you know what, you know, I'm now in my forties and before I die, I've got to like, I've always said, I'm going to like sit down and record an album. Um, and then, and then finally what happened was, is technology caught up with me where it's now really easy through garage band and things <laughs> like that to, to do it um and and so i was just like oh okay so like this year 
meaning 2020, I'm not going to, I'm not going to end this year without having recorded and released this album. Um, so I just kind of been working on it slowly. I actually started on it last year, but it sucked. So I scrapped the whole thing. And, it's hard um, to believe, man. Hard to believe that it sucked. <laughs> I know, right? Um, well, I just, you know, I had to, uh, you know, learning how to record. Well, yeah, um, trust that's a pain in the ass. There's, a, there's always a learning oh, curve. God, yeah, well. To I, any, I really, anything. Yeah, I had no idea what I was getting into. And, and you know, and the thing is, it's like, I'm not, it's not, I'm not a master at this or anything. Like I'm doing this all on my iPhone and my iPad, you know, nice. <laughs> like, you know, so he's so modest, everybody. He is guys. So he, no, he's like, spending like, millions and millions on this record. Don't let no, him lie no. to you. No, 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 no. Not <laughs> he at just, all. he just taking the royalty checks from wasp and just dumping it <laughs> into this project. Yeah. yeah. Blackie's over there. Just like, where are my checks? I was like, where are they going? Where are they going? Who is oh, this I Reese thought, guy? I like a beast. God damn it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> dude, I, I, I remember getting that cassette tape. And, oh, it's so good. Wait, wait, dude. I got the cassette tape. And that yeah. week we went on a fucking field trip in like sixth grade or seventh grade. So I brought it with me. Yeah. And, and a friend of mine had a little bitty boombox thing and we were sitting i forget where the fuck we were i think it was at the the zoo or some shit and my <laughs> friend was walking around and i had i put the cassette tape in there boy we got in some trouble oh yeah man dude wasp was meant to get you in trouble yes yeah, i had that one and when i went to catholic school in the fourth grade i'll never forget this I got in trouble because an asshole jock guy decided to rat me out for what I had in my bag. When the when the nun unzipped my bag, there was Slayer South of Heaven. There, yeah. There was Overkill's Fuck You with the big middle finger sticking up yes. on the cassette tape, and I had SOD's uh, Stormtroopers Death, of course. You know the one record they made. It's still Speaking one of the die. greatest albums ever written. Hands down. Death hands down. Hands down. God damn! I just listened uh, to that kind of recently. This one of my favorites. Did you, Wayne? Were you lost? Did, how, what were you doing in a Catholic school? <laughs> that's where that's where I went for the first five years of school. Uh, really? Well, that yeah. A lot. yeah, yeah. I was uh, a I was a Catholic school a boy. Real quick. Yeah, <laughs> boy. It, it makes you not want to go to church ever again. Well, ever, how many songs you planted same on Jock, though? Like that same Jock's the same dude who just like fucking love the Black Album by Metallica. Oh yeah, hundred percent. No, no, he was he's the guy who kind of like load and reload. <laughs> that was him. Yeah, yeah. That was that know, dude. Insane anger. Yeah, yeah, dude, come on. That drum sound is fucking bad. Yeah, it's I'm really bad. It's jar, man. It's fucking terrible. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but, but how many how many songs are you thinking on on this album? Are you gonna you wanna throw out on it? Um, well, the reason I decided to make it an EP is because uh, I just have limited spare time. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> so it's a four song. It's gonna be a four song EP. Sweet. Um. Ooh. And uh, uh, there's a song called Crucifist. And what are the names? Uh, the Wings of Pazuzu is what I'm recording right now. Nice. Um, there's a song called Baphomet Rising. And a, uh, it opens with a song called Funeral for a God. Oh, so it's um, a real Christian record. Super. Like, you could take that to Catholic <laughs> school and just be fine. Right. Right. I, I figured yeah, as much. No I figured problem. as much. I figured as much. Just with those titles. <laughs> Uh, and then, like, you know, like, my influences, at least for subject matter, is, you know, Slayer's, like, my kind of number one nice. uh, band ever. And, um, you know, so Slayer's, like, a big influence. Uh, Morbid Angel has been an influence. Ghost, mm -hmm. to a degree, not not sound-wise, but yeah. them thematically. Yeah. Um, you know, but it's and it, it's kind of a weird mix uh, because I've been listening to a lot of, like, newer thrash and newer death metal Um which is hit or miss, but I, I found some cool bands. Like there's a band called Creeping Death that I'm really getting into. Oh yeah, Creeping um, Death's good. God, they're killer. Like the riffs are just like super simple. And because mm -hmm. I'm not really good at playing, I'm really like, yeah, simple. Um, <laughs> this is so no, good. And, I can do this too. <laughs> yeah, it sounds intentional. Okay. Instead of just shitty. <laughs> and then, um, and then, um, do you guys know the band Asphyx? Asphyx? They're, Asphyx, no, <laughs> like asphyxiation, like, like, but they don't finish. Oh, okay. No, I'm I'm not familiar with that one. Dude, they've been around since the '90s, and they're just like this killer deathy trash band. Huh. I don't. Um, but band. real simple riffs, real heavy, real low. You know, the bass is just following the riff on the I'm... guitar and everything. So I've been like super inspired by that. Um, so really, it's like kind of riff heavy. And then you know, yeah. and I started my journey into metal. You know, in ninth grade with Black Sabbath. 
Um, so, you know, I cut my teeth on like, a, there's a, there's a lot you can say in three or four notes. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, so that's, that's, it's kind of what I'm trying to use for the inspiration on this. Yeah. I kind of, uh, my cousin was the first person to get me into metal music. I remember I was probably shit, man, maybe third grade, maybe, maybe. Uh, and he was he he let me listen to um he was like you know i was in third and he was in like six you know what i'm saying so like he was like uh, yeah yeah he's like listen to this dude this is awesome while we're playing legos right like we're playing legos yeah. and he's and he puts on fucking uh i think it was ride the lightning or 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 one of oh, or, wow. or one of those records and i'm like this is amazing there's music like this out here <laughs> you know wow yeah so that was and then, that was and then after that from that he went straight to striper and he's been a striper fan oh, ever since. oh yeah man the yellow and black attack man yeah, yeah. <laughs> no he's got the pants and everything it's crazy <laughs> yeah i started out like i mean i like to metal or you know you know, and everybody always fights over what the fucking definition of metal yeah, is, what yeah. bands metal and what bands not. And I don't really like to do that too much. But, <laughs> but like, I mean, as soon as like MTV was showing me like, you know, Quiet Riot and, right. and, mm -hmm. and early Motley Crue and, sure. and even Twisted Sister and stuff. And I was going, whoa, man, this is cool this shit. Is rad, you know? Yeah. Like, so I kind of got into that a little bit and I thought that's what metal was. And then in, um, yeah, it was in ninth grade. Somebody was like, "Oh, you you think you like metal, huh? Listen to this," and they played War Pigs for me on the bus, and uh, I think my brain melted and came out of my ears, and I, I kind of was, <laughs> I was, I was kind of forever changed. I went, "Oh, you're like, wow, this is metal, okay." We'll see, you know. And then it wasn't long after that that um, I was over at a buddy's house, and he left me there. For some reason, like I'm hanging at my friend's house <laughs> by myself. He like he was a little older. I didn't, you know, I was like in ninth grade, and I think he was like an eleven. So he had like, a car. Go and I, he went to go. Yeah, he like went to go get his girlfriend or some bullshit. We were meeting up with friends later, so I'm like sitting in like his bedroom, and I'm looking through his tape collection. And this guy was like a total butt rocker, right? Like he was like, you know, just like super poison and motley crew and yeah and, you know, and I don't, yeah i mean like dr feel good motley crew you know like oh, yeah. you know, not shout at the devil motley crew and, and then like so and i look and, and there's metallica master of puppets and i was like oh man i saw their video on headbangers <laughs> ball you know and and so i was like all right let me try this and i threw it in and then i think that's the second time in my life that my brain melted and kind of oozed out of my ears and i was like get the fuck out of here like i couldn't even <laughs> i couldn't even believe it you know like it's just the way battery just like rips your oh, face yeah. off oh dude and yes. then like eats it and then shits it out and then makes you eat that shit and then you shit again yeah and you're just like you oh my god that i was against... like 14 years old and i did i did or 15 i think and i just didn't even know what was hitting me um and then he, he got back home and, and i was like dude why haven't you ever played this for me before and he was like oh i don't like it you can have it and i was like okay, okay thank you, know? you. And then after I mean, that, I, it was like that was my my quest for heavier, faster, you know. Yeah. All through high school. But you took the Metallica over the look what the cat dragged in. <laughs> I did. I, I didn't like girl bands. Yeah. I, <laughs> I use that same. I use that same I'm line. Like, oh, That's so look good. At these beautiful girls playing the. That no, chick's kidding, hot. But... What? That was horrible. That was very misogynistic, and I take it back. But <laughs> no, it's okay. It's true. No, it's it's funny. the truth. Okay, all right. Wait, wait, wait. I gotta own up to something here. So, like, I make fun, right? But like, when I first started to want to play guitar, um, I had yet to discover like Black Sabbath and all these other bands. I was listening sure. to like, you know, the first couple albums of Van Halen and shit like that. And I saw the movie Crossroads with Ralph Macchio and Joe Seneca yeah. and like. Oh Jesus. Yeah, you know, you know where I'm going with this, right? Oh yeah. yeah. Steve Vai, who's the guitar player for the devil. Yeah. Right. Just rips it the fuck up, right? In, uh, <laughs> in, a, in a Steve Vai kind of way, you know? Yeah, sure. I like Steve Vai's great. He's very technical. Very good. Oh, he's a killer guitar player. But um, in, in I went, holy shit, that's what I want to do. Well, look, like right after that, I showed it to a buddy of mine. I was like, you got to watch this, the end of this movie. This guy, oh my God. Bleh. You know, I'm like freaking out. And that's when I was like, no, no, I'm really going to play guitar even though i don't and i suck but anyway um and then so he goes hey you know do you want to you know you want to get tickets for this concert um it's poison opening for david lee roth 
And I was like, I don't know. I don't want to see that shit, you know? And, and he was like, well, Steve Vai plays guitar for David Lee Roth. And I was like, sweet. So that was actually my very first concert ever was seeing Poison wow. over David, David Lee Roth just so I could see Steve Vai. And then I, was, I tried to be cool, like, okay, well, maybe I'll like this Poison band. And I did not. You did. did you have you have you, you ever not you had this you had the sparkly pants with the laced no, up the sides no i just couldn't do it. i couldn't get into it so i think i was destined for a heavier darker kind of music and did you? Which came, to, <laughs> came to pass like a year later or whatever but uh yeah so when people go oh man you're really into metal man like what was your first concert and i'm like poison and they're like what like, nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing never mind my, my, talk about it. <laughs> my first concert was fucking jethro tull man yeah hey man my dad took me there grammy winning at hard rock exactly they won metal so you gotta remember they beat out metallica for that they did beat out metallica you know you know what that is though right that was that was a a a thing for the future we you know they're like look metallica might be good right now but wait next year they're gonna suck ass and what happened they did (laughs) they really did yeah yeah wait wait till they write a song for a tom cruise (laughs) right really gonna (laughs) Um, speaking of steve i did or did you ever have the record sex and religion i did have the album sex and religion so ironically i ended up not really liking that kind of music later on um uh mostly because like my other friends who were better guitar players than me got got super into it and um i just yeah that whole you know this i like steve don't get me wrong but like by the time my friends were listening to Steve I and Joe Satriani and Ingve and they were like geeking out, you know, like, cause that's, that's like guitar store. Oh yeah. Yeah. Metal, you <laughs> yeah, know, for guitar. Sure. Um, Mountstein. I, yeah. I was already like guys listen to fucking seasons of the abyss. Like, yes. you know, like, come on, you know, but so I had already kind of changed. Um, I did have that album though. Okay. Well, the reason I brought that up was the guy who sings on that record is Devin Townsend. Who's also the singer and guitarist for strapping young lad. Oh, is that right? Yes. And the, I did not know that. And he is like a incredible musician. Like Stra- like Devin is probably one of my, probably my second favorite singer in the metal world. Um, huh. or third somewhere around that. Uh, there's a few that I really like a lot. Top Devin, 5. Yeah, he Devin's yeah, like, top 5. Yeah, like like right sure. behind Brett Michael. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> but no, like like there's a funny story about that record that they went on David Letterman or, or one of those fucking night shows. I can't remember. It might've been the night uh, tonight show with uh big chin, whatever the fuck his name was. Leno. Yeah. Leno. And, um, <laughs> big chin. and, uh, well, that's, that's his street name. It is. It is. That's, that's his, yeah. that's, 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 he's like, yo, yo, what's big up? Chin. I'm big chin. Yeah. What's happening? <laughs> um, but anyway, the, this the, is my cousin, little big chin. <laughs> so, so, so fucking Devin is certifiably insane. Okay, literally. Oh, he, good. He had to go to the, he went to the loony bin years later, but, you know, he, he was certifiably crazy. He was at, at the point and he wasn't on any oh, meds wow. at that time. Well, Leno or one of them said some shit to him when they were backstage. It really pissed him off. So oh, he went into the, the green room where they were at, right, where, where, where the bands and shit were. He literally picked up the phone and shoved it in his ass and put it back on on the thing. This was this wait, this was before they started playing. Okay? Oh my god. They go and do it and they do their song and then they go back and, and there's video of him doing this. And oh my yeah, God. yeah, yeah. Like he rubs it all over himself and shit. And that, 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 but he he was banned. He's banned from the Tonight Show. He can never go on the Tonight Show again because of that. Oh, I we'll thought never see Strapping Young Lad on on, on the Tonight Show. Yeah, whatever. The Tonight oh. Show over, right? I think it's done. I have no idea. Yeah, I, yeah, I, don't, know. I don't fucking know. I but it, but I'm just saying it was it was one of his weird moments. And, and that you brought up Steve I that that was the last time him and Steve I worked together. Wow, that's a trip. Man. Yeah, yeah, that's a wild that's, dude. You know, like I love those kind of crazy stories. You know, uh, you know the Paul Bailoff type of, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. in, in, insanity that, that that pervades the mental. Snorting, metal snorting fleas, uh, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> not fleas. Fucking red ants licking piss off the ground. Yeah. <laughs> 
weird and shit, that's, man. That's cool. metal lifestyle right there. That's that's what it's all about. Yeah, that's what you want to grow up to be, boys and girls. <laughs> I don't, that's I don't right. know if I want to Play the that. music. Get out of school. <laughs> <laughs> you don't need an education. Hey, man, when you're finished this uh, EP, we'd, we'd like to have yeah. you uh, 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 debut it on our show. Oh, well, okay. <laughs> I, think, I, I think you're going to eat those words later. No, no, not, not even, not at all. Not at all. Not at all, man. What, I, like, what, we'd what, love state to. Are you, what state are you calling in from, by the way? Uh, I'm just north of Seattle, Washington. Just north of Seattle. So I say, it, if you were closer, we get you a gig. I'd book you a show. Well, that <laughs> would be Babylon. hard because I'm the only member of this band right we can, now. <laughs> well, we can fix that. We can fix that really oh, fast, okay. man. We can make a band for you. We can, we can oh, have, well, we can do well, MHOGs. We'll get you background players. We can, hey, dude, oh, okay. wait. We can do MHOGs making the band and do auditions for it. <laughs> dude, like all the guitar players and everybody, they'd be like, these riffs are so easy. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. It's like three notes. It's like, can we do something else on this? Can I like play with it a little bit? Give it a little yeah. depth. Can I do a solo? And I'm like, no solos. No, you can't do that. Because <laughs> I can't do that. Must be. Must be. <laughs> I, I don't want to have to replicate really it on would the like next to have album. It on the show. And yeah. what we'll do, even I'll even we'll, we'll do a, a whole a whole commercial blow up for you and everything. No, God. yeah, dude, for real, we'll do it. Seriously, come on, I'm man. I'm serious, dude. We're gonna do it. This is gonna right. happen. It's gonna happen no, for you, man. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about. We'll talk. We'll talk. Yeah. <laughs> I, you, like, yeah, we'll talk. <laughs> like, 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 we're not trying to be. We're gonna... we're not trying to be dicks, man. We're like trying to no. like let's push it. Let's no, get it out know. there. You're actually being too nice. I think you you don't understand. <laughs> you don't you don't fully grasp my lack of ability. Oh. You have um, no idea, dude. I yeah. I we have. Heard... We'll see. I I'm basically just trying to take what little talent and and very little skill that I have, and I'm trying to apply it to this bucket list thing I've always wanted to do. I have I no idea great. how the how the outcome is going to be perceived. Um, I think that's. I don't fantastic. know if it'll ever turn into anything else um, beyond like an EP and maybe some T-shirts, but um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, let's do it, dude. I'm telling you, like I, right, we, we would really we we, we don't right. the, great. we've we've right. heard everything on the show <laughs> yeah. and we've done everything. Like, well, I, dude, I I I dude, we booked a show for Goat and your mom. Yes. Nice. Yes. Goat and your mom, I've booked them three times in Louisiana already. Um, <laughs> oh my god. Yes, yes. Um, That's awesome. We've man. had we've had we are friends with a band called One Man Porno. It's a one guy who does grindcore. Go check oh go god. check it out. Really good guy. Uh we are friends with all kind of people, man. So from don't, from it. full bands to, to a guy with like duct taping his penis. Yeah, just whatever. <laughs> plays it plays a fucking kazoo. Right. It doesn't matter. Oh, I love yeah. it. Oh, you know what? That's what this EP is missing, actually, is kazoo. There it is. They're the most metal <laughs> instrument you can play. Yes, duct tape Pretty penis. Metal. Yeah, well, okay. uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you guys, like, the files and stuff when it's all done. That would be I, fun. I'm, I'm probably going to release it on Bandcamp. Nice. Uh, um, you know, for $6.66 and just see what, you know. Here it is, it. magic number. Yeah, buddy. And then... Um, and then uh, I, I actually was looking into maybe just like printing up like a hundred CDs or something like nice. that. Nice. You know, dude, I'm telling you, there, man. We'll, we'll, you need we'll to see do what it. happens. We we got you back, dude. I'm telling you. Uh, like, I got like, you. I appreciate it. You're gonna end up regretting that. No, but. no. <laughs> There's no regret. There, there in this, is, guy. this guy sucks. There <laughs> is a group of people right now in the Netherlands and Abu Dhabi that are like they're waiting for guy. it, dude. They are waiting. Like hey, they, you know what? You're probably right, man. Because like. Yeah, over there, like they appreciate the effort, you know. Oh yeah, right. they do. Yeah, they really and they got do. listeners Look. everywhere, man. They'll love it. Yeah, we're yeah, we're all cool. over the world, like, man. One, one of the things I've been doing recently is like uh, Bandcamp's like pretty rad because I've been going on there like looking up these like super underground, you know, black metal bands and and death metal bands and stuff like that. And um, it does give me kind of hope. I'm like, okay, you know what? I'm not the only person who's like making this shit in his basement. And, and, and just in, you know what I mean? And I don't mean that in the bad way. I'm like, no, you're right. I like, I, I'm not like, not everybody are, has money you know, to go to the studio, man. Right. So they're, but they're, but what they do have is they have gumption and they have some technology that's easily accessible and they're putting their heart into it. And I was like, you know, if, yeah, you know, they've got the drive and I'm like, yeah. if nothing else, like even if this, you know, in the grand scheme of things kind of is like, you know, 
kind of sucks to the the higher end metal lovers in the world like I, at least I, I put my heart into it and, and um I, and you, I kind of achieved a personal goal. Right. You're that's putting awesome. out what you want to do. That's all there is. And that's, that's all and, that matters. And, and yeah. that's what you're doing in every aspect of what you're doing. You, yeah, you wanted to your, get in the toys, yeah, toys got the toys. You're, fucking, you're doing your yeah, thing, music. you're yeah. doing your music. I think it's awesome. Yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And that's why and yeah, that's, just like, and that's one of the reasons to like yeah, it's like I just feel like life's too short to just not do anything. Yeah, exactly. Not, to, to not do the things you've always wanted right. to do. Right, and that's and one of the reasons we're so saying we're pushing it. To do things. Yeah, you know, like the world is changing. Technology's getting better. Um, the ability to, you know, uh, print up material or put out recorded or printed or or or, mm -hmm. or produced plastics. Like you can you can make things and put them out into the world. And there, I guarantee you, if you kind of stay true to what is is in you and you just get it out honestly and earnestly there are people out there there yeah. might not be a lot of them but there are people out there who are going to appreciate it and go hey you know what dude you ain't crazy yeah exactly there you go yeah well Absolutely. tell tell all these people where they can i guess if you want them to follow you or you want them to check out your stuff on uh <clears throat> your toys and everything else tiny ghost tell them where they can yeah. find your stuff man and and look you up um, you can find me personally on Instagram at Reese O'Brien, um, R-E-I-S-O-B-R-I-E-N. Um, and then you can follow my side business, um, BIMToy at, at Original BIMToy on Instagram. And uh, that's kind of all I have right now. <laughs> I don't have anything for the for the uh, for knee deep in blood yet, but that's coming. That's cool. Okay. Um, no website for the toys. Oh. Yeah, sorry, bimtoy.com. There That's you go. We sell all our stuff, man, and we try to drop new stuff um, every couple of weeks or so. Uh, we have toys and T-shirts and stickers and pins. We're really big into pins right now, um, and you can find all kinds of stuff there. And and um, and follow our Instagram because that's usually when you get a hint when something's going to drop because things sell out fast. Awesome, Ooh, man. And that's cool. good too. Um, so anyway, Reese, thank you so much for joining us on the show, man. Dude, thank you for having me, man. I really appreciate it. It's yeah, we had fun, a blast. Man. Yeah, we had a blast. We'd love to have you back on sometime. Yeah, man, I'd love to do it. Cool. Knee deep in blood. That's right. Coming soon. <laughs> hey, do you want to do vocals for my band? Yeah. Hey, I'm down. That's pretty good. Let's do it. Hey, hey, we could tag team rum. There we go. I mean, it'd oh, be... no, I don't like, I don't like that visual. I don't want to do that. That's not the tag team I was talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, with Brett Michaels in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, ladies and gentlemen, I was your host Wayne. I'm the rum guy. And remember, boys and girls, to keep it, keep it. Metal! Adieu. Go ahead and run. Run home and cry to mama. Get the fuck out. Okay then. That's it. <laughs>